Episode 17 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's a great place to discover new makeup, uncover your confidence, and just get creative with color. See, I'm Mary, and you get to spend a minute with me online. Just search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook. You can connect with me there, and I'd love to help you um, just start the road to a new, fun, colorful you. Roll all your windows down, Randall. Crank up the music. Grow out that fro. Let someone else make your bed. I like making my damn bed, old man. Then you make it. You deserve it. You deserve the beautiful life you've made. You deserve everything, Randall. My beautiful boy. My son. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. And welcome. I'm Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I think that this was the actual first time that I legitimately cried. And this is us, legitimately. Uh, like, like I didn't like. I wasn't sobbing, you know. But like, no, but you were crying. I, I, I had some some tears, and I definitely it it, it streaked down my face to say the least. <sighs> I am crying just listening to that playback, and I, I feel know. like a lot of listeners are probably doing the same, saying, "Oh my gosh, yes, Memphis, right." We remember that episode. All the tissues. All the feels. All the tissues. Every single tissue there ever was. And as I watched this episode, I... Listen, I, I my mother died when I was 18. Um, you guys all know that. Uh, I've been very open about that. It is what it is. Um, and you would think that my memory would be of my mother dying. And it's not. Uh, and the reason why it's not is because I wasn't there when my mother died. I didn't have any inclination that she was going to die i had i had there was nothing it just all of a sudden that was it she that was it she was gone she had an aneurysm she was in florida i was up in massachusetts actually i was in new hampshire at college and that was it that was the end worst valentine's day ever not a good valentine's day um but i will tell you that i have a fond memory that this episode brought up to me. And I'm not even sure if I told you about this, my darling. This might be a surprise to you. Tell me if I'm going to start crying. No, you won't cry. You won't cry, I promise. I have toilet paper. (laughs) So you won't cry, I promise. But uh, in 2013, uh, the Red Sox won the World Series. And I just had Reese. Uh, well, I didn't. My, <laughs> I was like, really? My, my gorgeous wife sitting across from me uh, had, had Reese. And um, it was October of 2013. And my dad and I went to Fenway Park for game six of the World Series against the Cardinals. And that is, fortunately, the day that the Red Sox clinched the World Series. It was an amazing time. It was something that my my father and I, the Red Sox, we've shared since, you know, God knows how long. It's it's a birthright up here in, in uh, well, you know, in Massachusetts, but in, in Rhode Island, too, yeah. in New Hampshire as well. It's a birthright. 
it's thing it's something that's passed from father to son to grandson so on and so forth the night of the world series we were coming back from fenway park and it was a disaster the freaking roads were a mess it was uh it was all over the place and you couldn't get anywhere, so we took the back roads out of Fenway Park. We 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 skipped the, the highway, mm-hmm. and my dad decided to take me to his old haunts uh, through Watertown. Now, as some of you may remember, the Marathon bombing, there was a big shootout in Watertown uh, where, if you ever watch like the movie uh, Patriots Day or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's where the the bombers were caught. They were caught in Watertown, they, where like the, yeah. the kid was in the boat. Oh my, yeah. that's Watertown. Yep, that's where my dad grew up. I spent a lot of time there. Spent a lot of time in Newton, which is the town uh, next over. And my dad decided to show me his his dad's donut shop, and uh, that he my dad grew up working at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to my dad's old neighborhood, saw his house, and I went to uh, his old school. This is all like two two in the morning, three in the morning. We're just driving around. Yep. We stopped, got a coffee at my dad's old at my grandfather's old donut shop, which is still a Dunkin' Donuts to this day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you like, you know, your parents grow up somewhere and you know that they had their own life and you know that they did stupid shit was stupid, stupid stuff, excuse my language on their own time. And, but it's a different thing to go and see it. And when my dad was very eager to show me where he grew up and where he worked and he, where he did all the things that he did and where he played and where he stole, stole hubcaps off of cars, you know, and sold them for, for uh, a cheap profit, you know, as, as like a <laughs> 17 year old or whatever. Uh, it was pretty remarkable. And uh, it, it still warms my heart to, to think about that and to, to, to just see it all, you know, to just know that he had his own life and here it was. His and, young life. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking of as I watched Randall and, and William take Randall throughout Memphis and talking about the old hotel and the ducks and the this and the that. I, I couldn't stop thinking about that. So I, that was great. All right, Blake, tell me some of the details about this episode before I start crying again. <laughs> so keeping in uh, in tune with with um, the easy titles for this season so far, this one is called Memphis. And we all know why. They are going back to Memphis to mm-hmm. relive William's old haunts. The director, well, you know, the team that put this together, we're back to the Vosity team, baby. Back to the Vosity. This, the directors are Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, uh, who directed the pilot and Kyle and the pool. They are producers of the show. These guys are legit. They, they are big time directors, right? And the writer of course was Dan Fogelman, who was the showrunner at this point in time and the creator of this is us. And he wrote the pilot, the big three, Kyle, the pool, and also our, our favorite episode, I think so far, although that may be changing, um, (laughs) the big day. Basically, all the ones that really made me cry. Right. So, <laughs> and it's it's obvious it's obvious that the A team, the the real A team, was was working on this this episode because it was astonishing. I feel like. And mm-hmm. uh, but before I before I start going crazy on it, my love, what do you what do you got for your lemonade rating? Let me guess, it's a two. Oh my God, it's all the fives, <laughs> all the feels for all the fives. How about you? 
I'm giving this one a five plus. What does that even mean? Because I that, don't even know, but I invented it. I love it. it it's um, I, I feel like it would be trite to say six mm-hmm. because um, that's you know that's just a joke sometimes. But five plus, it, which you mean? Uh, this is one of the best episodes ever on television. You hold your five. Your five bar very very high. My five bar is very high. It's reserved for very specific episodes of television, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny because you know whenever I grade a television show, it's always within the context of itself. Correct, right? It's you know th- within this is us. You know, like fives and Outlander may not be a five in the leftovers. Uh, a five in the leftovers may not be a five in Breaking Bad. You know, it's 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 all yeah within itself. It's all relative. Correct. But I would say that this is a five. Regardless plus. of five plus, regardless of context uh, within wow. the framework of this show, um, I feel like it was very special, and it's, in my opinion, simply just a great episode of television. Agreed. Uh, it 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 had everything that you needed, uh, not only for This Is Us, but for a good rubric. If you want to evoke emotion and you want to evoke drama and you want to get your viewers invested in characters and then cash in on that investment. Memphis is a, a, a guide for dummies in, in, in order, <laughs> in order how to do that. And yes. not just because, Oh, I cried and Oh, it, it was really cute. And this, but there's some really cool structural things that they did here that we mm-hmm. can get into um, as we get into the rest of this episode. So my love, What's your GBG? My GBG. My good, my bad, and my great for this episode. Well, my good was how William flashed to his mother and the singing and how it was like young William and then toddler William and then baby William and dumb me. I just played along the show and then, oh, it's old William. And I was like, oh my God, that was death. That was literally him dying and coming home and being back with his mother. And it took me a second just because... So much of this episode was about his mom and the song was about his mom. And so much of this was able to give you, you know, that single parent and that love and that forever love that you have for your child. Um, And that that whole montage of her singing to her baby and her child and hugging him. I'm going to (laughs) cry. It was my good, my bad, because I love this episode was so, so much is honestly just that William's dead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my bad. Mm -hmm. And then my great, uh, the part that made me cry the most in this episode was Randall holding William's face when Randall said he was, when William said he was scared and he was telling him to breathe just like Jack did to Randall. And I was like, Oh my God. I can't. I can't. I can't. I just can't. Where's my toilet paper tissues? So that was my great. I need the whole roll. All, all, all of, of the shaman. Uh, Give me every single shaman there ever was. Yeah. So as I said, I'm already crying. So Blake, how about you? What was your your GBG? Well, I don't have a GBG today. Tell what? I have a GGB, which is the good, great, and best. Uh, simply because... There just wasn't a bad. Mm -hmm. There just Mm -hmm. was not. I mean, I understand the context that you're saying that the bad is that William croaks. I get it. He does. Yeah. But I think it's good. I think that it's good for the show that he does. Yes. So I can't say that. So I have a good, great and best. Okay. uh, Tell me. The the good. Um, Jack's tree. (sighs) And what that means overall uh, on multiple levels uh, for Randall, Mm -hmm. uh, who didn't want to go, but also, you know, for the rest of his family, um, but also specifically William and how, how he says, I would have liked to have met my father's son. It was just 
spectacular. Um, and Roy Cephas Jones, who plays William, he didn't overplay it. He just, it was just simple. It was a man who was just saying thanks, you know, just raising my boy, mm-hmm. you know, and, oh. um, and it was, it was great because it opens up, um, that, that idea for Randall to, to, to do the hands on his face. Mm-hmm. And it opens up that, that vein for, for Randall and William and what that means overall. The Jack's tree was just spectacular, spectacular, right? In the way it was shot, spect- the whole thing, spectacular. The good, the, the great was, recontextualizing more recontextualizing i know you guys are probably sick of me saying this i don't care i really don't you're so rude um (laughs) recontextualizing william's relationship with his girlfriend and it's not giving an excuse i think to why what happened you know and how it happened there is no excuse you mean to be a druggie to be a druggie and give up your kid but coming from a it's it's giving you a place of understanding and texture yes and texture for William, knowing that he was madly in love with this woman, and this woman was madly in love with him, and this woman cared for his mom with right. Him. And and as his mother got sicker, he took more and more care of his mother. Where as his girlfriend started falling into more unsavory hands, which, which people do, whether it's with a bottle or with a needle right. or with food, when the going gets tough. Some people react certain ways. A lot of people do. And it's just, it sucks that like what was next door was drugs and not pizza. Right. And seeing <laughs> more and more pizza. Because <laughs> that's what she, I She could have like. been 40 pounds, you know, heavier. Hey, I've been there. <laughs> uh, me too. Um, I think we are there. I think I'm right there right now. <laughs> um, but it just, again, it, it lends that texture to it. it and I remember seeing, re- remember praising the gods about that about that montage when he meets the girl on the bus and seeing mm-hmm. the how he falls apart with the writing mm-hmm. and giving that more texture was yes. just phenomenal but it, i guess what i'm getting at is life is messy and it's not always a simple puzzle it, but it's a puzzle which has a reaction for every action taken within so you almost see why he left Randall. He, he didn't deserve to have him. He was scared because he was a junkie. He felt like a failure in music, and he was let down by the death of his mother. And perhaps he didn't want Randall to live the same life of almosts and could have beens, just mm-hmm. like how he was living his life. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not an excuse. It's understanding and saying, I see the puzzle here. I see what happened, and it makes sense. But the best, the best overall kind of ties into all of this, which is William's arc as a character throughout the show. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so from the first episode, William was, he was a junkie. He was a a guy who left his son, and you kind of got upset with him for that. How could you leave your kid? At a fire station. Right. But by the end, a newborn. By the end, he gets he gets a backstory. He gets understanding. You actually are proud of him, right? To some degree, that here he he just had his his lover die because mm-hmm. of drugs. He knows he is in no way, shape, or form okay to mm-hmm. care for a child. And you almost are like, I am so proud that you had the wherewithal to at least know to go to. A fire station. A fire Someone station. who could like figure some stuff yes. out. Yes. Right. And so going from 
a guy that you were kind of despising the way that Randall kind of despised secretly going to from that to being a genius who could have done anything with this band and who had this special relationship with his grandchildren who says to Jack at a tree thanks mm -hmm. cool and then not only that saying that he is not blameless in his own shortcomings as a father and then he has the wherewithal to say i want them to remember me looking up not down oh looking up at me referring to the granddaughters i want them to remember looking up at me not down On, oh my gosh it it it, it, it uh it's incredible. It, it made it, me think about like when your mom died, you didn't get to see her in a really sad way. Right. Your memories are all of her being up and alert and youthful and right. full of life. And, um, you know, it can be a, a blessing to some that it, that is their memories. Right. And it's beautiful writing. Now, is it made for television? Of course. So is it convenient? Is it is it uh, a puzzle that fits nicely within a, a nice little framework? Yes, it is. But when you're telling a story and you're trying to have it done meaningfully, like last episode we talked about taking a sad situation and turning into one that is hopeful. And again, that is what the writers have done here and mm -hmm. taking a sad situation in terms of William and making it hopeful for Randall, making it hopeful to turn down, turn up the music, grow the fro out and put the windows down and be who you are. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I just... I, this episode. I'm almost left speechless. I know, and that's what's amazing about this episode was that, first off, this was all it was. Right. It was Randall and William. And there was no off. Rebecca. There was no Kevin. There was no Kate. I feel like this was the first time in the series that we stuck with the same character arc. Mm -hmm. It was the William Randall. overall. Yeah, like some for the most part, they've they've settled on a couple of characters but brought in meaning the once big in a three. while. Yeah, meaning yeah. the big three. Like the big three and Jack and Rebecca, they weren't in this. That's what I'm saying. Like yes. I think there's have been times in this series so far where they've come close to that. Correct. But they didn't they didn't go all in. We were all in Memphis. This this whole oh. episode was pretty much aside from the tree time yeah. was all in Memphis. But it was it was I would I am all in on this episode because of that. They made that choice. They gave um, the character of William time to breathe and then showing you that he was actually he is not just some jabroni piano player that he was who was trying oh to teach gosh, who was no. trying to teach Randall how to play he's, he's legitimately legit an songs. amazing musician yes so it, I mean <laughs> I, I'm in awe I'm in awe of both he and how different Randall is and yet brilliant in his own way right and, you know, we're talking about seriousness here, right? We're talking about the seriousness of life and death and what it means in the circle of life, not to quote the Lion mm -hmm. King here, but, you know, just the idea of, of, of life itself and how beautiful it can be and how uh, greatly directed and mm -hmm. written this episode was. But it was also, and I think it was as good as it was because it was also quite funny. There were a number of times when I, I genuinely laughed out loud a number of times. I mean, everybody yes. gets a cousin. Yes. I mean, sorry, I was raised by white people. <laughs> and then Randall's awkwardness when he when found William his found his treasure. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that was going to happen. Here's God bless you. Thank you. Very Here's your brick. You know, like, and then, oh my God, 
Oh I my- think I laughed the hardest. Yep. I know exactly <laughs> when because I heard it. And everyone knows your laugh is a good old laugh. <laughs> With William in the maps. And he's like, because Randall was like, right, we're not going to use a we're GPS. We're doing this old school. Old school. Here are the maps. I got all the maps lined out. You are the GPS. Okay, you're the navigator. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Let me see those. Yeah, <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, and then and then the other one I I really liked too, which was a a a, a great commentary on, on life itself too, but it was also quite funny. Which was when Randall was drinking and William were drinking from the fountains, which was the separate but equal yes. white and black. Yes. And he's like, oh, let me try the white just for good old, you know, for for the good old times, you know. And yep. it's great because it has a double meaning. Also, it's it's hard to believe how far things have come in in one lifetime. Mm-hmm. William thinking that he could only drink from one fountain forever, and like feeling like, oh man, I got to look yes. around the corner to drink from this one, you know, like spectacular stuff. You know, something that really got me in this show was the song. Are you able to find that song maybe on YouTube or something? Because I'm going to need that song. Not only the original version of them doing it on stage as the full ensemble, but then at the end. Listen, don't go spoiling things. What? Because you know how I like to, I like to, to you know, to mix things up at the end of episodes. Sorry. Don't go spoiling things. Well, talk to me a little bit about the show. Unbelievable. The unbelievable. Um, this... This was actually uh, a legitimate song. It was written uh, by the guy who plays the guitar in the band Mm -hmm. that was portrayed in the show. And it was also written by the show's composer, Siddhartha Kolsa. Uh, So this guy who, you know, who, who... you have all those beautiful strings and guitar strings yeah. and all that, all Jack's theme, all that other stuff. Siddhartha Kolsa is the one who writes all that stuff. But he co-wrote this soulful song. Mm-hmm. Um, we can always come back to this. And it's pretty incredible. And I, I, have, a, I have an article here that I actually brought up um, about it. And it says the producers want to take advantage of the traditional of of the tradition of great soul music that Memphis, the the city, has. And the song was originally described in the script as a blues song. And uh, John Riqua, who was the director and also produce uh, and a producer, he said um, there's this whole stacks kind of soul sound from Memphis, mm-hmm. which is so influential and really underappreciated. So we thought, you know what, let's go in that soul direction. And Glenn Ficarra, the other executive producer and co-director, said it had to be authentic. It had to feel like a real soul song. And it also had to be a good song, too. Yep. So that you believe that you're actually going, that they, the band, are actually going someplace, Mm -hmm. you know, as a band. Yes. And that it would have been that good had you heard it in a club then now you were whatever like, oh yeah you'd be like this is a right. darn good song and Sid the Siddhartha Kolsa uh, just killed it and it was a beautiful song Chris Pierce who plays the guitar co-wrote the song and the guy who played Ricky Brian Tyree Henry who also stars on Atlanta the show mm-hmm. very funny by the way go watch it it's with Donald Glover it's winning all the awards he actually sang that song live as they recorded they they played the song and he sang it live. Yep. That's him. That is yep. the actor singing that song. So we actually hear that song at the end of the episode in a cover version as we watch the montage of William's life after he's passing. And, and lyrically, Siddhartha Kolsal notes that the song ties into Randall's eternal connection with William, as well as the series as a whole. And he says, the lesson that I get from the show is that life doesn't really end ever. He says. So the refrain at the end, we can always come back to this, was a play on that. Just saying that you may not be here now, 
but I'll find you somewhere down the road. And remember, the beginning parts of that song is, if I'm going to be alone, I mm-hmm. want to be alone with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my freaking, freaking every F word you could think of, goodness. Just incredible. I can't even handle it. It was just so good. And it's really lovely how they've interwoven these truly musical characters Mm -hmm. into Randall's life and into this show because music does. It just evokes all of these emotions and they've done a fantastic job in this show. Mm -hmm. And I love that two of Randall's parental figures are incredibly musical. Right. It's just... It just helps. It just helps because it's authentic. You would be crying anyway with that music. Right. But the fact that that music was like this integral part of William's life, mm-hmm. that this was his huge break. And yet he broke right. during this time in his life. Um, I, gosh, it just, there were so many great little nuggets. Like him being able to go and see his cousin and his cousin was cranky and mad but as he yeah. starts to leave are you too sick to play I'm never too sick to play and Randall gets to see his dad rock out on stage and it's mm-hmm. like how it always was and you know it seems like this in shows that remind you to do this in real life right. to forgive people from these old stupid things that you have grudges about that right. love is love and family is family and you know the people that were important in your life they were important and while they kind of foreshadowed a little bit that that William mm-hmm. was going to die. Mm-hmm. You kind of they didn't force. You just knew what was coming. Yeah, I was okay with that. Yeah, because like I said, remember last episode, things are at their best. Yes, right before they're at their worst, mm-hmm. and that was that moment. That was that was William's final moment to just be William. Yep. And then after that, he's spent, and he knew it, and he knew it. <sighs> That's the thing. He knew it. But he had his, he had everything he wanted, you know, and even when Randall was talking with him, William knew that he wasn't going back, right. that he was going to die here. And he gave it his all, you know, a lot of people who um, have cancer, they get this like last batch right. of amazing, joyful energy. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my uncle. Um, you know, it's it, it almost tricks those who love that person right. into thinking they're going to be okay. I'm going to get so much more time with them because they have this energy. They're joyful, but it's literally, it's like, it's like the fireworks. Like mm-hmm. they, they glow the most right before they're out. Right. And when Randa walked in to go wake up William and found him shaking and, you know, really just in distress, like just not doing well. Um, you knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but you didn't want it to be true. Right. Right. Like we all knew it. We all know that William has to die. We all know he was going to die this season. I didn't think he was going to be dying right after all of this. After we've laughed so many times in this episode. And this is why this episode is a five plus. Oh, yeah. We literally had hashtag all the feels. We, we were all with the Charmin. We were with these people and William got to dig deep with Randall about his panic attack, which left him P.S. hospitalized. Mm-hmm. A mere five days later, he's like, no, I'm cool. I'm going to go to Memphis. Randall's able to talk about the serious issues with his dad. His dad opens up, teaches him all this stuff. All this stuff that probably listening to this now, if your parents are still alive, you still want to ask about your parents. You right. still want to see, just like you were talking about going through Watertown, like you want to see the houses that they grew up in. You want to know about their treasures as a kid, mm-hmm. about what they did as a young adults that you would have had no idea about. Right. And that's what was so wonderful about this episode, but also this experience. It makes you, if your parents are still here, it makes you want to say, I want to do that. 
I want to do my own Memphis weekend trip with my parents. I want, I want to be able to ask these questions. Right. I loved the ending, the way that it was edited, the way that they were having the conversation, the way Randall puts his hands on William's face, even the, the flashes, we'll call them flash sideways, a la lost, uh, of, of Randall, I'm sorry, with, of William with his mother. Um, it reminded me of Lost uh, that in that you will be with the mm-hmm. most important people in your life at the end. Um, it also reminded me of Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, spoiler alert, there's a main character that dies and his final moment of mm-hmm. awareness is of his wife with his young baby in, in a, in a, in a sun soaked room. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it was just incredible. And the thing that I really liked about this episode too, and this is why I was talking about structure earlier. Structurally, this episode was fantastic. Um, and they use a little tool of bookending in this in this episode, in my opinion. The bookending of th- certain things that they have built on through f- throughout the begin throughout the whole of the season, but also from this episode in general. And by bookending I mean you start with one thing and you end with the same thing, but in a different context. So, for example, the ducks, Randall I mean William talking about wanting to go see the ducks. Mm-hmm. Allowing Randall to stop in the middle of the highway after William dies seeing the ducks. Yep. Um, singing My Only Sunshine at the beginning of the episode with his mother when he's born and then embracing his mother in at the sunshine. end in sunshine, bathed in sunshine at the end of the episode. The Poems for My Son by oh William my Hill introduced, introduced at the beginning of the season, now with Randall at the end of the season. Uh, holding William's face, something that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. introducing that in a vein that we did not know existed until Jack's tree, and then being able to hold William's face, allowing him to go into the hands of his mother from father to father. Reminding about knocking on the door at the beginning, uh, just, and then we can always come back to this happening at the beginning of the episode, and then remixed at the end of the episode and being with the two most important people oh, in this world at the beginning and <laughs> at the end, at the end. God, how fortunate. Right. I mean, isn't that what we all would want? Of course. I'm getting so emo guys. <laughs> so emo, but this, honestly, this, this episode plus the rosé. <laughs> yeah. All, we're drinking a lot of rosé right now. <laughs> I have to, to get through this episode. It's, um, we actually finished the bottle. There you go. There, there it is. You go. Um, <laughs> it's that's what I would want. I, you know, obviously I was with my parents when I was born. Yep. Fun fact: the first thing I did when I was born, my dad looked at me and said, "Oh, Mary Catherine, what a beautiful baby girl." I farted. <laughs> I didn't even know babies could fart, but I did. I well, did. No, you um, knew babies could fart. Well, like without ingesting real food, <laughs> aside from amniotic fluid. But like, gosh, can I be with you? And my kids. I hope so. Right? When I die, like, that's what I would want. Right. Gosh. William. William, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for the team of This Is Us for giving us this beautiful character. I mean, truly beautiful. Someone that, exactly, in the beginning, you're like, who in the hell would leave a baby at a fire station? A newborn baby. This druggie. Like, what did he do with his life? And we love this man. I, I would... I I will right now tell you, 
Mary's getting sass and act wasted. I'm, hey, <laughs> I love this man like I like love Jack Pearson. Really? These are the two most beloved characters for me right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, Randall's still my binky, so I, I can't I go know. there. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I think the show knows that Randall is, and his relationship with William, is probably the most cr- uh, fruitful part of the show. It's, it's, it's probably the most cr- creatively fulfilling part of the show, which is why we had an entire episode dedicated to that part. You, you know, know what, what I mean? I'm not looking forward to? What? Randall working things out with Rebecca. Like, I'm not right now looking forward to that because right now I'm still mad at Rebecca. Oh, yeah. And I get it. And I'm, and I'm loving hard on William. So right now I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time knowing that William's gone mm-hmm. and that the parental figure is either Miggy or Rebecca. Your and I'm Miggy. right now leaning towards Miggy because <laughs> Randall loves loves the holidays. So maybe the next holiday, maybe it's Flag Day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But maybe he and Miggy can just have a little lively time together because no one is going to replace Jack or William. No, no. And it's it's great that, again, another, another book ending here too, uh, beginning the episode with... Jack's, I mean, with William's deceased father and ending the episode with William's, with Randall's deceased father. Like it, it just, and as a father to father being able to hold his face and say, okay, breathe. Like, oh my goodness. And even that scene as it's, as it's directed and as it's lit, Randall is lit in a clear and concise HD picture. You're it, all about the lighting. I am. I am. And because again, uh, this is us. Does such such an exceptional job at it. I mean, it's visual storytelling at its best. Randall is lit in a clear and concise HD picture. Everything is clear. You can see the pores on his on on Sterling K. Brown's face. Uses all the pore purifying cleansers. All of them. <laughs> Shameless plug. Minute with Mary. Go visit. <laughs> um, but William is also. Like in his dream as he's passing away, he is bathed in light. It may not be sunlight, it may be fluorescent light, but he is bathed in light so that it gives the frame as you're watching William's passing or as he's speaking with with Randall. It's giving you this soft kind of ethereal dream-like lighting. Death. uh, That... Randall is not supposed to have and it's it, if you go back and watch it it's like this very soft almost blurry look Gosh. where uh, you're getting lens flare almost imagine if that's what it's really like when you die um, we had I had a really really deep conversation with my mom yesterday about death <laughs> and about her being nervous of where I'm going and I told mm-hmm. her not to dinner fash Sassanak I told her I was like don't worry mom I mean I, I've always but, I've always thought that listen if I'm gonna go I want it to be like Lost, you know, spoiler alert at the end, where you just, with, you're with the people that matter most. Like this, like this episode. Right, like this episode. Like it, 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 you just, just go and they're there. You're there. Giving and, you a big old hug. And they're there to embrace you and say, it's, it's okay. We're, we're here together now. And I, I loved how his mother was the age that he remembered her, like yes. at her most at her most uh, lifelike, you yes. know, it, I, and ah, oh, just, just, oh, I'm going to start crying again. We need to start wrapping this oh, up. Oh my goodness. Um, it, you know, I, I will say one last thing about this episode. A lot of television ha- has moments where you're like, okay, this is, this is the it, this is the it factor. Yeah. You know, for lost, it was, 
um, the walkabout with John Locke, where you realize, oh my God, this guy is not crazy. He's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. paralyzed. This actually happened, you know, yeah. and, and this happened, and like, you know, for the leftovers, may, maybe it was two boats and a helicopter or international assassin, whatever you think. Um, you know, Breaking Bad, it was the pants flying in the air. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this show has it. Um, and there are a whole bunch of other shows that are just Sopranos and Outlander. It, and I think that this was the episode where you could see that th- this is us has it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they keep building on it. I want them to, to lean more into this kind of storytelling uh, where they focus on one character or another. But I was genuinely moved by this episode. Like genuinely. It was great. So my love, are you ready to close this bad boy out? Yeah. Now everybody knows if you're a, a frequent listener of Mary and Blake, I like to mix things up when it comes to songs and closing out and everything. I love you. Like everyone knows if you listen to us two jabronis in Cranston, Rhode Island. Well, that's podcast, what I'm saying. But I know- <laughs> all of us, that, all of them that listen to us, they know that I like to change I things know, up. I know. You know, it's special to do things like that. So everybody knows. I have changed it up for us to close this <laughs> bad you. boy out. Thank you. Oh. This is what we're going to close out with. Do I get to talk? Standing at the station. Well, he was loud. We don't know what to we're going to let this, we're going to let it ride for a little bit. Yep. Come after us, iTunes, I dare you. <laughs> Looking out the window as you're rolling away. If I'm going to be alone. Let it be with you. I wonder if anyone's got married and danced to this song for I the first dance. I absolutely would. Right? Mother, don't you cry. Oh, it's so good. It sounds like it was recorded in the 70s. It's so, so, so good. Just let you know what. Open up your suitcase when you get there tonight. You know who's here with you guys? Us. I'm going to tell you a fun fact. We started podcasting because we were tad lonely. (laughs) (laughs) There like weren't people in our life who liked all the same things we liked. So if you listen to this podcast and you're like, these people get me. No, you're not alone. I introduced Blake to podcasting because I was a huge nerd. And so was Blake. But I was like, listen... When you have something that you like and love and it's fun, there are other people out there. They may not be in your immediate circle. They may not be in your family, but there's people out there. So if we're your people, I want you to head on over to iTunes. I would love for you to leave us a written review on iTunes to let other people know about this podcast. It's funny. We're podcasting about it after it's already aired. I get it. I totally get it, guys. But our big shout out this week goes to Emma DZ, who said, Marion Blake hit yet another home run on this podcast. This Is Us is a relatable show. Marion Blake make their podcast relatable by sharing their heartfelt reactions and add a personal flair to make it a more complete viewing experience. Their collection of podcasts are an insightful and thoughtful as well as are highly entertaining. Enjoy. Hmm. Thank you, Emma. 
Thank you. Guys, find us. Find MarianBlake.com. That's right. Find us online. If you at all want to chat makeup, skincare, I'm your girl. I'm literally just this jabroni mom who hangs out, and uh, I'd love to chat with you. Blake, I think think we're doing it, man. This This is is it. it. All right. We're going to roll it out. So, my name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us, too. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.